This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs> we are at training camp, training camp, sir, and the doors are open. Folks are pouring in. It's good to see them. We got Steelers Nation coming out. It's just a great time. You get the opportunity. I would think every Steelers fan wants to come out here and experience what it's like at training camp. No doubt about it. Just a great place to be, Max. No, absolutely. And you know the fans that we have, we have our normals <clears throat> that come and rush here immediately yes. as the doors open. Yep. They get they get their, their their lawn chair in place, and they're like, they know okay, where to go. Mission number one accomplished. Yes. I got my spot that I'm used to every single day since training camp is open. Then you have the newcomers, the ones that want to test the hill. You know, <laughs> I, and it's always late when they fill in the bleachers, which I'm like, that would be my first place I'm going. I know, and especially right between the the. Um, the, the press box here, right? Because it's going to be an overhang of, of, of a yes. little bit, you know, you as we get into practice. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm plopping my butt there, I'm not bringing a lawn chair. No, it no. can sink. No, because like the first of all, the lawn chair. Where can you put it? You're on a hill. Only, only, only on the it. top. Only yeah, on, the, on top. the top. And then it's you have a distorted view. Yeah, and you only get so much because the press box cuts off one half of the field. Yes. So then you have to go lower, and then now it's like, okay, am I going to sit on the blanket? Am I going right. to carpet genie uh, here? Yeah, uh, no, it's not going to work. Know, down, down the hill at some yeah, point? You know what? You know, fat guy rolling down the hill. I don't think that. By the way, I did see a kid. Remember uh, practice, was it two days ago? Okay. And it's raining at the end. Right. And everybody's, like, trying to scour for it. But there's fans out here that are still trying to get that last autograph in the rain. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're just like, this is not going to end well. And so they were sitting at the tree line over here, waiting, looking, because the carts are in, are in the far end by the softball field. Got it. And you see a guy walk by trying to hustle to the cart, uh, and then you see fans just, oh, I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down. And then this ball fell out of this one, one, one person's hands. It's not going to end well. Not going <laughs> to end not well. Not good. And what happens? Uh-oh. Boom, baseball sliding into home. Oh. Right all the way up into the fence. And I was like, Oof. Knew this was going to happen. Yep. The autograph is not that serious for your ACL. I don't nope. know. Autograph ACL. Autograph ACL. I'm nope. taking the ACL. Uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Remember, one of the first first rules of this show is don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. <laughs> job Safety is job one. Job number one, <laughs> don't get hurt. All right, job number two might be to unload some unpack some firepower is what we need to do. And a little bit of a way to do that is coming up with some of the personnel packages that are capable of bringing out some serious firepower. And one of the ones that I've been noticing and we've been talking about for a long time, even through last year, Max, is the 12 personnel. That's one back, two tight ends, two wide receivers. That's one of the packages that I think you got to make hay with this year. There's a lot of – like last year, when they ran out of the, the, the uh, 12 personnel, it was 4.1 versus out of 11, it was 3.9. There's a difference there. Not much, okay? Negligible, but and I think still that a difference. This, yes, and it can bump, get bumped up. And I think with Zach and with the, the, the Muth, so you got the 612, you got the Muth and Kevin Rader, uh, I think those three guys can provide some serious – Block oration packages and pass receiving opportunities for the for them to uh, really accelerate the firepower that's capable out of twelve. Yeah, but you also you just threw in thirteen too. Well, I did, but you, you know you what? threw in thirteen. I, I I did. The fans need to know. You you're like it's twelve okay. and you added three names. You're right. Yeah, you know, you know. It, 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 
This is I what did we're fuck doing. math twice. That, that, you know. That's okay, but you know what? We're, we're here for accountability and credibility. Okay, yes. We yep. are here for that. That's so right. 12 for the is sake of tour. journalistic integrity. Yeah, so it, w- it would be a, mo- a, 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 a move 612 and okay. 12. Yes. It would be a move 612 and a Raider. And a Raider, yeah. Uh, and 13 personnel. But you're right. I mean, and the tight ends had a better day yesterday. I thought they did really good um, in some of their blocking, stock blocking drills yes. that they were doing. Then also pass catching. Okay. Thought he, and here's another guy I'll throw out to you. Jay Sternberger had a bounce Boy, back day. Didn't he look good? He looked good. He had some great combat catches, a couple a couple of uh, shallow crossers. Yep. And then a, cu- a couple of actually hooks right on the, right on the seam um, that, he, that he caught, boom, spotted in. Ball night might not have been well. There was one where it was backs. It was the um, it was the passing combination drill. Yes. Quarterbacks with two um, either running back and a tight end or two tight ends, and then they had a couple isos. But he had a great over the shoulder single hand Randy oh, Moss style catch nice. down on this near sideline in front of the in front of the grandstands. That was a really nice one. You're like, man, he looked that ball in and caught it. So I mean, there, there's a lot of good things to say. You know, this tight end group, because there is an expectation. You're going to need at some point to put this offensive line in base personnel and let them block a 4-3, let them block a base 3-4, because the rules get simple in those occasions. You can't just run out of 11 um, three-wide receiver sets the entire time because then you get sub-package personnel, guys who are tweener, maybe a rusher, maybe a coverer, and it it muddies the water. Sometimes you just want it crystal clear. And so having that type of formation, if you're not going to use a fullback, Getting two tight ends in there gives you the base personnel trigger for defense. I love it because when you come out with 12 personnel, you put you go one-on-one, one, meaning one outside of each tackle. Yeah. You have you have that ability to stretch your splits because you're not going heavy one side. And then yeah. all of a sudden, what? Boom, a little motion. You go over, put them on. You get a heavy side. You get optimum blocking angles. You can come off the ball and bada-boom. You know, go heavy after heavy and it. weak, heavy and weak. We love to see that. Absolutely, and, and that and that also that get, but that makes the holes that much bigger in the run game. Yes. I think that's the other thing you have to remember is that when you can sit there and move and go off to an angle, it's going to present an even better challenge for the defense to have to fill those holes. So I love how you have this opportunity. We have the personnel to meet that opportunity, and now you can really see it clear up, and especially in a game. That's going to be huge when you're trying to break the morale of the defense. It's like Red Rover, Red Rover, we're sending <laughs> Najee on over, and, you're not, and, you, and he's going to break the chain and bring somebody back with us. <laughs> I remember one time we had a young offensive lineman. I love the guy. A great teammate, Blake Wingle, all right, from UCLA. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're, we're going balanced look, one-on-one with the tight ends, right? So Chuck says, uh, Blake's at right guard, and he says, all right, bigger split. <laughs> so, so Blake widens his stance. Widens his feet. Does not widen the gap between the <laughs> doesn't widen this, this gap between Mike Webster and himself. He just moves his right foot like another one foot wider. And Chuck says, no, wider. And he, he splits again. And he looks at Chuck. Chuck's looking at him like well, he's got three heads. And Blake looks at him and goes, Chuck, if I move any wider, I can't get out of I can't get in my stance. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I love it. I lost it. Yeah. I lost it. I was laughing so hard. I didn't stretch hard. as well as you think, Coach. <laughs> I, I said, the Dutch. I think he's going to pull a hammy. No, no question. No question. All oh. those adductors, they're, they're at full optimal stretch. <laughs> if you could have seen Coach Noel and the look on his face. He's just like, yeah. 
Yep. Nope. Got to make a decision on this guy. We brought him in. We brought him in. We brought him in. This is oh. what he thinks widening the split is. It was so right beautiful. There. I hope there was a still shot too. <laughs> oh yeah, really? I wish. Showing him looking like he's about to go work out for a, for a ballet company. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the, the 12 personnel, personnel also gives you the opportunity to do some of that pick-and-roll stuff in, the, you know, in coverage when you got, instead of a slot receiver or something like that, you can create mismatches with those guys, you know, a la the, the Gronk, the Hernandez type thing. We've talked about this. Yeah. But, yes, you know, you look on the inside. One of the things that a slot receiver does so well, he also looks how the, the tight end is going to set up in one of those windows and uses that as an opportunity. Not 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 a pick because that would be, that would be rub. illegal. It'd rub be, is legal. Rub, rub, rub is, is legal. legal so pick is illegal. We got a little bumping and rubbing. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Well, and, and and that's one of the things that you know makes this so good is that wherever that tight end is going to go, he's going to draw. And if a team's in zone, now what you thought might have been a mismatch then becomes an even greater mismatch because either you got the slow guy, yes, which is usually your linebacking type, right, or you got the small guy that you can go and just kind of re- you box out and rebound over, right. You know, to use a basketball term on the football field, so. It really helps the tight ends out, but it also helps that receiver because if the linebacker has responsibility and he's trading off, the linebacker's not catching a slot receiver. Right. And, he, and, he, and, he's, and he's looking like, which way did he go? <laughs> or giving you the double hands across. He went that way. Yeah. <laughs> which way did he go? Which yeah. way did he and go? that's what also opens yeah. up the middle of the field because I think that's one area I haven't really seen in team periods this offense really attack. They don't attack not, the middle of the field. Everything sidelines, everything's short as of right now, but there's a whole area that 10 and beyond in the middle between the hashes that we haven't really seen attacked. I think I counted yesterday two. Two times we attacked them, and they were successful plays that led oh, to big yardage. Successful, you say? Yeah, I know. I know. So dare dare like, I say it? Dare yes. I say success? Okay, with success, normally you think, well, with success, what? usually follows is hopefully more success consistent because yeah you repeat the same sort of thing that's right try to you know attack the same area i don't know the mother of innovation right there how about that exactly you you throw it on the wall you throw it on the wall seeing what sticks (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you just need to do more and more and more no doubt about it absolutely certainly i think that the the 12 personnel is a package that the steelers can exploit um and be able to you know whether it's running whether it's passing um, I just think that with the uh, six twelve and the Muth, one of the things that we saw was was Fryermuth being able to run wide receiver like routes. Yes, you know what I mean. This is a guy that is really uh, capable of of sophisticated route running and concepts that uh, no matter where you put him, he's capable. I mean, I, I go back to was that Cleveland score that that touchdown in the back of the end zone? Yeah, Ben put it right where only Muth could get it. And, and high point. Yeah, it, it was, was just a high beautiful. point catch. It was and he beautiful. knew somehow the dude was going to be there. Yeah. yeah, he had faith. And I think that's and that's what we're kind of you know, I hate to drag on about it, but that's what you're kind of missing with giving all these quarterbacks a fair shot, right? Because you want all your starters available at some point to put it on film and experience it. I mean, yeah. What, what you're not getting is when you don't have the opportunity to work with the guys, you don't. You're not absolutely sure of who is going to be there. Consistent. Well, think about this: Chase Claypool and Pat Fryermuth being available in seven shots, 
I mean, how much more success right would the offense have? You would think a when great you, deal more. Yeah, exactly. When you got when you got a power forward and a center out there, yes. <laughs> you know, playing with guys that are all like shooting guard height. I mean, yeah. So, so you think of a couple of times where you saw maybe the ball went a little bit past the fingertips, right? It kind of kind of sailed it a little bit. Hmm. Would Chase Claypool have been able to get that? Or would Pat Fireman right. be able to get that? You know, especially some of the some of the drags across the back end line of the end zone. You're like, that's a move pass. Yep. That's a move. You you start you start trying to project and anticipate what's going to happen when those guys are present. And I think that's what makes it you know frustrating, but also gives you some hope that when they do return it and get inserted into those lineups, you're like, yeah, we're gonna have a little bit more success. The defense is not gonna dominate as much. But it's, it's a process, right? These guys have a resume. They put it on tape so we know what they're capable of. But now when, when you, like, you know, go back to it, new guys under center. It's not seven. Seven had that uncanny, innate ability. He has forgotten more football than these guys know. And so you kind of get lulled into that complacency of knowing, oh, it's going to happen in the game. I already know. I don't have to see it in practice. I know it's going to happen in the game. Mm. And now it's like, no, they need the physical rest because – those those quarterbacks need the confidence to believe it's going to happen in game. Right. So so it, it it's it's delicate, but I think you know the more reps that you get Gentry, the more reps you get Raider, the more reps that you get even Connor Hayward, um, in that rotation, it's going to make another the, interesting guy that has shown up. You know, I got to say this, um, he plays bigger than his body. Yes, and he's faster. Yeah, than you think surprisingly, you know, because you know, considering you were like, oh, he's a fullback type, but he's ta- he's he's cross training and doing a lot of exclusive tight end stuff, and he's learning a new position on the fly, right? And it, it is something that that gives you comfort because he's going to give you the effort. That's that's not a question you have no, to think that's, about. That's the little iron head. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I was like, I was like that 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 DNA travels, right? <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, that that, that, that d- goes that that goes down the tree. You yeah, know what I mean? Abs- Up and down the tree. Absolutely. So you know, I, I'm encouraged. And like I said, they had a bounce back day yesterday, which was nice to see because you always wonder, man, are they going to get down? And how are you going to stack? You're either going to stack good tape or you're going to stack bad tape. You're going to yes. burn some tape in the process. <laughs> and Connor Hayward's been doing it. He's been stacking, rebuilding. Yeah, he has a knockback here and there with a couple of uh, couple of drops, but then you know you see him pop back up on film. So he's doing a nice job just getting acclimated to a new position. You know, it makes me wonder: Would we ever see? Remember when we saw Eric Ebron split out to the right a couple of years ago? Yeah, and and Ben had him one on one with a uh, defensive back out there and scored on a on a alley oop play. You know, yeah. a, a, you know, mm-hmm. floating one to the corner. I wonder what you could do with the six twelve. Yeah, uh, I I, th- I think you could do a lot That'd of things. Be interesting, a lot of things, and even the move. The move. So the, now, oh, now yeah, you have move. two guys who can, you can ISO outside. Yeah, move and six twelve. I love it. Okay, yeah. we got more coming up. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas right here at training camp. We'll be back after this. Let's go play some ball. Always talking black and gold football on SNR. Welcome back, everybody. It is good to be here. It's good to be. It's good to be us, Max. We it get is. to be able to watch training camp. Nobody can hit us. Nobody can make us run, such as it was back in the day when we were down on the fields of Latrobe here. Don't have to worry about finding shade. We're allowed to do that. Yes, we that, can. That, that's another key element. No doubt, especially coming from Arizona. You get for you that you know shade is premium. It is that 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 is that is a that is a commodity you don't take for granted. That and water. I. 
you know what? The two factors I found going into the Grand Canyon, uh, hiking with the family there, getting down there was the water, no doubt about it, and then coming up out of the canyon, we were in the shade. It was awesome. Yeah. The whole time going up, because it took five hours to hike out of there. Yeah. You know, and it's switchback after switchback after switchback. It's slow going. Oh, it's yeah. slow going. It's not like you're just climbing up a stairway. You no. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Could use things. an escalator in there somewhere. Just maybe. Just maybe. Just We're throwing something out there for the parks and recreation community. <laughs> an escalator doesn't hurt. Not, you know, and you don't have to do the one with the actual steps. You can do a little rubber mat, yeah. like kind of tram style. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you could do that. That's that fine. Work. It's not uh, going to hurt. Wouldn't be. I don't think it takes away from the manliness of, of no, hiking. No, not at all. You know, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're on those four-foot-wide trails and the donkeys come by. Oh. And who would – you well, know what? Do you ever watch those donkeys? They don't run – they don't walk by the wall. They 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 are walking by the edge. Yes. I mean – Trained. Of them, Trained to walk trained. the edge, but what if what if one of them has a bad day? You know, commits donkey side. So you know, I mean, so decides I, okay, I've had it, I'm done. My, my one experience riding a donkey. Okay, we were we were in Rhodes. What were you in like two years old or something? No, no I wish. <laughs> now this is seventeen. So it, it, so we were on a we were on Your a feet we were on a would trip. drag on the ground. Hey, you had to pick them up. You had to pick them up. <laughs> But no, I, so so I, so so we're we're on a trip. Willie Cologne and, and his wife Akeisha and us. We're in Rhodes, Greece. Okay, but yes. Willie don't get on no no donkey, does he? No. So so we get to the bottom of this Acropolis, the beautiful Acropolis that's at the top of right. the hill. You know, kind of kind of mimics what's in Athens, right? Okay. And so they're like, yeah, you you, you got to just hike it up. And so we look at it, and Willie looks up, and he looks at the beach. He looks up. <laughs> He looks at the beach. It's like we're going to be at the beach, Max. You just let let us know when you and Tiffany get back. And because uh, <laughs> because I because re- I rented a car and I was like you know it was like it was like because it was it was like probably like an hour drive okay. in Rhodes and um, I was like man you know I'm I'm rent a car so we could drive out to see this Acropolis and see you know see the beach and everything and um, and we we walk up yeah I mean it's it's brutal like you said switchbacks it's actually hot over there. Um, yes. When we were there, so you know, we're we're just sweating. I mean, I, I'm down to my tank top at this point. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it's brutal. But we get up there, it's so beautiful. Walk around the ruins and everything. And you look over, you see the Aegean Sea, and it, it's it's absolutely oh, yeah. gorgeous. Um, but then on the way down, as we we walk probably about about a hundred yards down, and then there's a donkey stand, and I'm like, oh, this would be great to have. Seriously? A yeah. I was like, and then Tiff's like. Well, I'm all in for it. I don't know about you. Let's go check the weight capacity of this Yeah, thing. I was going to say, I don't yeah. know about you. I don't know about the donkey because yeah. the donkey may get so, one look so at you and go, go no way. The, the Greek gentleman that's running the donkeys, and he's like, oh, you'll fit. You'll fit. I was like, really? I was like, there's no way. And he's like, yep, you'll fit. You'll fit. Did he put you on two? No, like he, there's side yeah, by yeah, side? Exactly. Over there like Mongo, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, man. And there's like a little ledge that's a little bit elevated so you can sit down on the donkey as opposed to climbing up onto him. Okay. And so I'm sitting there. And Tiff gets on hers nice and easy. Oh, yeah. I'm awkward. You know, I look like a daddy long legs at this point trying, yep. trying to bend down Knuckle and get bragger. on this. Yep. And so I get on it, and I'm riding down it. And it is one of those, like you said, scariest experiences because he's walking along the edge. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, listen, li- listen, li- listen, Giorgio, I don't know <laughs> if this is going to happen. He's like, uh, he's fine. He's fine. And <laughs> we get down there. and then, He's fine. Yeah, and then like. The, the donkey's going to get off. Yeah, the dog, dog is like, I'm like, that doesn't sound like he's happy. 
I don't want to get kicked off of this. And so, and then, you know, there's, when you have animals working, right, you know, and there's a path. Yes. They don't have a porta potty. That's true. So. It's going to happen where it's going to happen. The ground is the porta potty. So yep. I'm like, man, why is why is my leg? It's not any rain. I'm, ah! <laughs> Donkey. Because <laughs> my, my legs are dragging like two inches off the ground, and he's walking and peeing. So it's like, oh god. Oh no. Yeah. And then you're oh, no. finding you're finding little 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 chocolate treats along the way that, that you don't eat, inedible chocolate treats. And uh, we get to the bottom, and and the guy's like, Donkey gets two beers today. <laughs> And then they banned donkeys in Santorini. <laughs> so I was like, "Great, I, I, I'm killed, the poster you boy." You killed the tourism. I, I, yeah, I uh, killed the, the donkey I killed the tourism. donkey tourism oh, uh, racket. Man. Oh man, yeah, that was bad. That was <laughs> I feel something in my leg. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my. Well, getting back to football, and, and but I, I got to admit that would have been. What was the Parthenon like? Was it cool? The Parthenon is 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 tremendous. Uh, when we got to Athens, it was just a beautiful place. They were reconstructing some of it to keep, okay, the, keep right. the columns in place. But the the Acropolis and Rhodes was even more intact, which really? was which was really really awesome wow. to see. Boy, that is something. Yeah, it's beautiful. History in motion. History in motion, indeed. Well, one of the things we're going to look back on, of course, is in a little history. It was yesterday. It was seven shots. Yes. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting because. Seven shots, a lot of people are, are taking it for one of those things where, um, you know, it's, it's, is it about the two-point two conversion or is it more about an expansive look at what your low red zone goal line offense is like? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the, the short yardage, that sort of thing. Uh, it's a ch- to me, it's a chance to practice all that. But the main thing I think you get out of a red zone is an opportunity when you start practice – to come out of the gates flying, which yeah. I think it helps to teach you to be ready to go at the very beginning because it's a highly competitive drill. Yes. There's a lot of uh, intensity in it, and once he blows the whistle and you get going, boom, you're right there, seven shots, and it's time to perform. Yeah, and, and, and it catches you off guard. You're like, am I warmed up enough? Am I not warmed right. up enough? But, no, this is this is full contact, full blast. And it really gives you a sense of urgency because you know, you're always trying to create tangible situations where you can rate yes a, a drill um a session in there and you get tangible results you get in the end zone or you don't get in the end zone you score you don't score and points points are evaluated and so i think to try and breed that false competition that's going to happen in a game it's going to happen even with a play it might not be a goal to go situation but it could be a fourth and two that's right could be a third and short yep and the same stress, the same mental anxiety and, you know, testosterone and adrenaline has to be in there for it so that you prove, hey, I'm going to overcome whatever the situation is. It's a got-to-have-it situation. And so to create that opportunity, we saw two-minute yesterday. Like, all of those are little micro-aggressions within the game right. that you need to be able to overcome. Well, one of the things you talked about earlier when we were talking about, uh, you know, th- this sort of thing was uh, the condensed windows, yeah. the condensed route that the routes that receivers will run. More bodies. Yes, there's there, there's it's a tighter thing. There's a lot of bodies in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's just a whole lot of things that 
you know, working at it is something that the quarterback's got to see over and over and over because things happen so fast and they flash so quickly and the windows are so open and shut. Yes. The in- anticipation factor. Like Connor Hayward down here a couple days ago. And I ain't just putting it on Connor. Everybody's had their share of drops. But as soon as he crossed the goal line, turned around, boom, the ball was right there, and he dropped it. Yeah. You know, and he hasn't dropped too many, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was just one example that I'm looking at. You know, it was just all it was was, uh, you know, running two yards, three yards, and turning around yeah. in that open window from the zone coverage. And, you know, it, you've got to be ready in those condensed areas because that ball gets on you quick. Nobody wants to hear about the gauntlet. They only want to see the result. Yeah. And, and he definitely had a little bit of bumpage to get to those three yards and turn open. But you always got to be ready. You always have to be prepared that the ball is going to come to me, especially in those short area opportunities. Once you're in the legal zone, which is the end zone, yes, expect the ball. Yep. Expect the ball. And expect no it quickly. It yeah, there's no decoy routes. No. Every every route is live in that yeah. situation when it's a pass that close to the end zone. So you got you have to be ready. You have to signal. And I saw another time. Uh, in practice, not not just the seven shots, but um, uh, Anthony Miller. Um, there's a bust in the coverage on the backside, and he's running his route, and he turns around. And he's like, there's nobody around me for four yards. <laughs> Clapping the hands, give me the yep. ball, and Mitch put it on him. And those are the other situations. Like, when you recognize – This is what they the, need, too. Yeah, yeah. They, they need these type of situations, and Mitch reacted in kind, right? He got his attention. Yes. You know, and put the ball right on him. And those are the things you got you got to be able to rep these things because it's going to happen in a game. And you exactly got to put all so. that data in the bank to say when you see these situations, oh, I've done that before, get it out. And it and also makes the quarterback speed up his progression because it's like, there's going to happen. Guess what? Guys are going to run into each other and get knocked down, and you're going to have a free open guy. And are you scanning the field? Or are you just focused on your number one option? This teaches you – better range and field vision for what when a game-type situation is going to come up. And, you know, it goes back again to what, what I think is partly uh, – respo- this partly benefits is that rapid response early in practice that gets you jacked up mentally, gets those uh, – the mental RPMs going a little bit so that you can hopefully use that as some sort of transference to uh, stadium play, you know, uh, playing against somebody, and get out fast because, again – Go back to 37 first quarter points max, 37 That's points. It's abysmal. Nothing. It's abysmal. That's, it's worse than abysmal. What's worse than abysmal? Dastardly. Okay, dastardly. Let's go dastardly. Okay, dastardly. Downright stronger, dastardly. Stronger than abysmal. Yeah, stronger than abysmal. Yeah, uses a couple more letters. <laughs> but uh, but I, but, but that, but that, that's, what you, that's what you're overcoming. That's what, and, and here's the thing. There's new guys out here that weren't here last year. Right. I get it. You carry that burden. You carry that burden. The sins of the father translate <laughs> to the son, right? True. Yeah. True. There, there's going to be a reckoning about it. So you have to be able to shoulder that and understand that. I don't care if you've just been here one day like Master Teague or you've been here four years plus like Mason. But you need to understand, no, no, last year was trash from that perspective. And you need, you need to pick up the garbage. You got to pick up the garbage. Clear the land. Make them forget about that issue from last year. That's what training camp's for. No question about it. The two specific things that I thought coming into camp, the overarching sort of themes, as, as it were, was one, getting fast starts offensively. you got to get fast starts. You, just, yeah. you cannot leave your defense hanging like that when you score a mere 22 points over the last eight games in the first half. I mean, that was, that's absolutely 
I don't know. I, I, I can't even compare it to anything other than being dastardly. If you're yeah. a defensive guy, it's dastardly. If you're an offensive yeah. guy, you hope to, you know, it, it ratchet it up to abysmal. <laughs> we, yeah. need, we need points is what we need. Pro- progression. Yes. Progression. We need progression. progression. And, and we talked about this with Chris Boswell. Get him across the 50. Give him a shot. True. Because that that's where, you know, we know if you can get across the 50, and how many times do we see guys stop? How many drives stopped three and yes. out? Yep. How many drives stopped at the at, at the opponent's 35, right. you know, on, on our side of the ball, plus, the plus 35, not the minus 35? And you're just like, man, if they could 15 more yards. It looks so easy out here. We could count oh, 15 does. yards. Yep. It's not that far of a distance. But in a game, it is absolutely brutal to get those yards, and they matter. Because not even if you get across the 50, say you don't get it in Boz's range. But guess what? Now you're giving Percy, Percy Harvin the third, Presley Harvin right. the third, an opportunity to kick a coffin corner punt. Pin them deep. Make them go the long haul. And maybe you can flip the field that way by giving, letting them go three and out, and you get a better starting position. You know, that's, that's very key because think about it. If you keep giving long field position, your defense gets a chance to look at these guys and get a, a solid look at what they're doing. And as the game goes on and, and then as the drive goes on, People make mistakes, you know, whether it's, you know, pre-snap stuff, whether it's a blown assignment, whether it's, you know, whatever. Uh, the more opportunities that you have to see what that offense is doing, the, the better it is for you as long as it's not done at your expense of having the ball driven down the field on you. I mean, you know, that's yeah. just what it is. That's just what it is. And and so the other overarching thing, you're talking about fast starts offensively, defensively, stop the run. Oh, man. Stop the run. That's the two things we came into camp talking about. Fast start offense, stop the run defense. Yeah, you and, and so both of those lean on each other. If I'm going to give you a long field defense, I expect you at some point to stop them and force them to give us the ball back by interception, fumble, turnover on downs, punt, whatever it is, hold them at the line. Don't allow them to then run the yard on you. Right, correct. And then you kind of put us in a further deficit, and the offense is sputtering. Now the defense can't hold them. Now it's more pressure on the offense. We, well, we got to put points on the board. we got to match point for point. So there comes that balance, and that's where everybody leans on each other. You know, that's why we say there's three phases. All three phases are just as important. I know we don't highlight All special teams. Right. But that's a good thing. We don't have to highlight them in training camp because it means we got our kickers, we got our long snapper, and we have the base modules for that. And now it's about the execution of those said things. But you got the primary, the primary guys in place. That it's not a competition for punter. It's not a competition for kicker. You know, we're not trying out three different long snappers, right? We got one long snapper on the roster, Christian Koontz, and Koontz is doing a, a darn good job. And we have. Presley Harvin the third, and we have Chris Boswell. Yes, we have some guys in here for camp legs, but those guys are in place, and that now allows us to focus on more of the of the meat and potatoes, right. offense and defense. Well, think about this, Max. One of the benefits that a fast start brings, and we've talked about this a little bit more, but it's something we want to unpack a little bit more, is the fact that for five years in a row, the Steelers have led the NFL in saccorations. All right? Exactly. That's, I love that. But it's unheard of. It, yes, unheard it's of. unheard of. And we got the uh, – the single season sack leader, because I don't care what anybody says, you and I. It's we not a tie. Say, it's not, it's a, not tie. a tie. No, it's not a tie. But the thing about it is. 22.6. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't even Man, do it. Don't even those, do it. Just no, those one, fractions it, really just, just it know that it, me. Just know it's a little bit more a little than bit the more. other. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But think about it. What could they do 
if they regularly had the lead. If you're getting out fast and you put up 21 first-half points and you, you're holding the other team to a seven, what do you think is going to come out of the second half? Hey, it's going to be a feeding frenzy. Well, and think about it. We were last last year in yards per game for opponents, right? They were averaging, what, 146.1 on us last Something year? Something like that, yes. Dead yes. last in the league. Yeah. And you led the league in sacks still. It's still and amazing. Why did they pass? Why did they pass? Because of Ben Roethlisberger in the, fourth, in the, in the second half? Yes. That forced them to try and keep their leads because their leads were diminishing. And we still got that. With that, with that, Ben with, got the, the the train rolling yeah. there, man. Last in rush, first in, in in sacks. That that's not supposed to happen. That just shows you there's talent on that defense side. Give them a little help. That's exactly Give them just it. a little help. They need a little bit of tackling. More than thirty-seven power. points yep. in the first quarter. But if you do that, if yes, if you if they're able to do that, I just think that man, it's like letting the, the hounds of the Baskervilles go. Yeah, I mean no. they're just going. They're going the hellhounds. Yes. That's exactly. right. Let, unle- unleash the hounds. Unleash the hounds. <laughs> yeah. Or unleash the kraken. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, let's see. Hounds is definitely it's definitely TJ. Yeah. Outside backers. Yeah, I would, I would say so. The kraken is definitely Cam Hayward. Yeah. <laughs> Undoubtedly. There, I think that works. I think that works. That's, okay. Uh, all right. We got, we got new nicknames. All right. We're <laughs> going to go to break. We got new nicknames. We'll be back with more nicknames if we can ever think of the nicknames that we're going to about to nick. There we go. All right. Black and gold football lives here 24-7. You're listening to SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, it's uh, winding up here in the locker room at training camp, sitting high above Chuck Knoll Field here in the grandstand area. Underneath a tent, which we had to get an extra large to get Max under. But I still know. have to duck. You still have so to it's duck. Not quite excellent. Yeah. Have you have you gouged your head yet on one of these these stanchions? Oh, I've, I've bumped my head. Yeah. Oh man, my head. I gored myself one time. Well, and you're not wearing a, a hat. That, no, and I'm not key. even that tall. Yeah, you got you you got to wear the hat so it, it takes away some of it, so you don't get like a like a streak or a scar across the top of your head. Well, the problem is though when when you catch one of these edges, they're very sharp, and unless you got a chin strap on that ball cap, you know yeah, it, 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 it can, can be knocked it off. off. Yeah, yeah. You can like a guardian cap. Yes. <laughs> Because remember, job one is safety first. Safety first. Boom. <laughs> how many days since your last accident? <laughs> yeah, really? Posting. How many? How many days since your last accident? We actually, oh, we man. actually, we we should put one. I mean, we have a place we could tape it on there and just at the end of the day, just hit a tick mark or not. <laughs> yeah, really. Or just erase it and we're like we got to start all over again. <laughs> you know. Actually, I, we, I we, wish we, Tunch was here because this is one of those. I I would kind of go on stuff, and he would look at me like I'm looking at you right now. Like, where are you going with that? How does it feel? <laughs> How does it feel? <laughs> How true it is, my man. How true Just it look is, man. This guy, like, I understand. Yeah. Now I got you now, Tunch. It's, it's, it's like it's like it's like we, we, when you're talking to your dad. Yeah. Your dad's like, you're gonna regret this one. <laughs> ah, what what did he talk about? And then you look back on him, you're like. You were right, you're right. Once you had kids, you're, you're right, Dad. <laughs> yeah. I take absolutely. back everything I said in my childhood. I apologize. You can just tell Touch. I take back everything I used to think. You're right. It is like herding cats down here. <laughs> you, you know who's learning this? Who? My daughter, Megan. You remember Megan? Oh, yeah. Megan's got four kids, right? Oh, now, yeah. growing up, 
you know, she was driving me nuts at times. I, I said, you know, I got these gray hairs, not from my NFL career, yeah. not from any of that. I got it from you growing up. <laughs> you know, and now Megan sits there and she's laughing because all these things that I told her about back in the day, you know, now she's experiencing herself as a mom, yeah. as a parent and everything else. And she goes, boy, you were right sometimes. You know, when yeah. you were right, you were right. Yeah, no, and I, I, I tell my mom this all the time. I'm like, mom. I appreciate you. <laughs> She's like, for what? Yeah. I was like, because you told me this yeah. was going to happen. You were right. He was like, everything that I did, I'm now seeing it. <laughs> and I and feel experiencing that and it. experiencing it, especially with my girl. Like, they're just, act, you know, just active. Just active for no reason. And it's not necessarily one big thing. It's a bunch of little things that just mount up. And you're yes. just like, why are you doing it? Like, you know, my, like, you know, when I do the show at home. Yes. You know, and, and it's, and the kids are off from school like that day. Oh, yes. They just come and they just sit in my office. I love it. They just come and sit in my office. It's hilarious. But then they realize the TV's on mute and they can't, they can't change the channel or they can't, right. if they change the channel to turn on subtitles. And I'm sitting there and it's not the corner of my eye. You know, I'm focused on, on my, on my screen and doing right. my work. And then you just catch it out the corner and you're just like, why are you in here watching this right now? You can't even hear the sound. It's like you're just sitting there, and, and it's like those little. <laughs> like you just you you read that and made you laugh, and, and they're just and, or they're just tapping on the desk, right, unconsciously while they're watching TV, right. And I can feel the vibration, and you go stop, yeah, and, and you're like you're like doing all these hand signals because you're on air. Oh man, well, well you had double whammy because you got your kids, then you got the dog. Yes, sometimes oh, the dog's in he there. He finds that squeaky toy and he brings it in. Oh. Oh, he brings that squeaky toy in. I get That's so hilarious. I have a sign on my door that says, do not disturb dad at work. Yeah. Right? I put that on there when, I'm, it, when I'm online. Dog can't read. <laughs> dog can't read. Or the kids forget and they just leave the door open. Because oh, I always close the door. Right. But they're like, oh, I'm going to get Cheerios, dad, or something, you know, going to get a snack. And they leave the door wide open because like, I'm coming back soon. Why do I need to close it? That's why you need to close it. <laughs> That's it. Because Oakley. You know, is just going to come in, and he's going to he's just going to have a day. Oakley, I love that. That's a great name. Yeah, we got Toto. Toto's our little dog. See, there we go. Yeah, yeah beautiful dog. I love the dog ninety percent of the time. It's just that ten percent. We just we, he just he knows when that moment is. Or if you're on air and it doesn't squeak, and he wants you to throw it, and he no. just comes with the toy, and he just nudges your knee incessantly like he gets on because my desk yes. doesn't have a closed off end it's open underneath right so you try and close off the side angle right yep then he just boom he just smart enough he's like come between now he's between your legs and he's not not nutting from near to knee near to knee near other yep. knee and it's just like stop nudging me stop nudging me <laughs> i can't i can't take it and then you end up grabbing it and you and you you see me a couple of times where i'm like this trying you know underneath right. trying to grab the toy and he doesn't want to give you the toy no of course wants not. you to throw it but yes. won't give it to you no i don't understand that yeah. the dogs just they, they got to uh, get it right you get somebody got to talk to them okay let's move get back it, to the line. get back to we'll get back to uh, football here one of the therapy session just for a second yes yeah, so, well it, we're it's important to get get it out you know it's yeah. it's you know, that's when you start to do Coco Loco stuff when you don't get it out. Yeah, you know, before exactly. You know it. Never mind. Okay, so moving right. along, what we were uh, talking about, who has impressed you on the offensive line thus far? Um, we're keeping our eyes on our, our offensive line brethren because yes. that's important, you know, yeah. and that's what we did. So we got to kind of watch them. That's going to be the core to whatever. And it's going to be the core to, yes, the fast start. Uh-huh. You know, the ability to eat the clock, the ability to – 
take uh, you know plays off from the defense so that they can't run the ball. Yeah, so let 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 those Ferraris just you know just just run run some quarter mile sprints. Right. You know we don't we don't need them taking it around like NASCAR. We don't need you going 500 laps. We just need you to hit those quarter mile sprints, and we want to. And that's what the offensive line does. They present an opportunity for that defense to rest up, recharge, refuel, yep. and then come out there and, like you said, unleash the hounds of Baskervilles. Yes. On a defense, but you need points on the board. Yes. To allow the hounds to hunt, and so you know, for this offensive line, I think a couple of guys I'm looking at. I love what J.C. Hassenauer is doing. The center He's position. the guy that's caught my just, attention. Just, just quietly doing his job. Yes. You know, and and another guy, John Leglue, um, is showing his flexibility, which is nice. Um, Joe Haig, I know what to expect from Joe. We know it. he's a proven commodity. Joe, Joe's a proven commodity, and he's position flexible. Play both tackles. He started with the ones yesterday with Chooks being off. Um, Trenton Scott, he's getting there. He's still a little stiff in the hips, but he's getting there. Yeah. And he he alternated with Joe. For some of those things, because Trenton Scott's a guy that has uh, traveled with Pat Myers, so Pat Myers trusts him. Yes, this is his third team. The third together. team, third with time Pat. been together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that's a guy he trusts. Oh, and I talked to Pat yesterday. He got lit up like you talked about after yeah. on the pass rush. Uh huh. Who who creamed him? Uh, it was um. Oh gosh. He said first time in like twenty five years as a coach. That he ever got caught like that? Was it Leal? I think it was. I oh, think it, it was, was Demarvin. Yeah, yeah, Demarvin, it was Demarvin Leal. Leal. Yeah, I think Leal was the one. Just went cruising. Right, right train went off the tracks. <laughs> but I love Pat's response. Oh, yep. There we go. There, we got a roller. Oh, we got, we a, got roller. a roller. We got, got a roller, a roller. The, down the hill. <laughs> exactly. He's only three though. He has good ligaments. He's, He's good. Right. He's he, he can tuck and roll good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it, it's voluntary now. Yeah. Wasn't involuntary. Us, it'd be involuntary for yeah, the kids. Yes, no, he's, perfect opportunity. Uh, just test out that little circular spin move, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's he's wor- he's working on on his uh, on his TJ Watt. Moves. And mom's down there to corral him in. That's- yeah, exactly. Come on, back up top. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but I love Pat's response. He went up, he grabbed the ball. He was like, he's like, snap. He's like, give it to me if it's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what you love about offensive line yeah. right? They're willing to get in the fray. They're not going to be all pissed off about it. No. Like, no, let's join in the joke. Hey, it happened. It let's happened. Let's move on. You're I got back it. up. You know, I don't have any physical broken bones, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had a little bit of a lump on his forehead. I'm not sure which. Well, I mean, I didn't yeah. know if I was, well, the guardian cat permitted that. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Pat. Yeah, I'm talking about Pat. Yeah. The oh, gar- oh, the Guardian cap. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Okay. Now, had you not had the Guardian cap, that, yeah, it could. definitely would have been a big old knocker Big lump, there. yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. But um, but I look at this offensive line, and there, there's bright spots. I mean, I think Kevin Dotson is doing some really good things when it comes to run game. Yes. And some of the pass pro stuff. He's starting to pick it up. It's starting to click together. He's not just one faceted where can I can he run. stay healthy. You know that's, that's the big question. That's the question I always have, and it's and I understand it's frustrating because he trains hard. Okay, yeah. I mean you, you, it's hard to describe to people the training we used to go through in the off season in preparation. Yeah, and people tend to equate injuries with people not training hard enough, and it's not so. You could be the best, most conditioned guy. And if there is a bullet out there with uh, injury bullet out there with your name on it, it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's it just going to find you. Yeah, it, it just it, happens. And I think that's the biggest thing is is you know I think it comes back to flexibility. You know, you got it. You got to stretch ahead of time. I know, you know, like hey, he's young, he's in his early twenties, but we age like dogs on the football yep. field. Just football the, years are like con- doggy the years. Concurrent. Sub concussive, right? Sub bang, 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 bang! Ability 
that you know that t- that that you have on your body's accumulative effect. So you have to stretch. You have to keep your flexibility. I mean, that was one of the things that Jeff Harding's taught me early on in my career. Stretch for 20 minutes before you get you get started doing anything. And and Jeff would be in in, in the tra- in the weight room. And he would be doing, I mean, it looked like a yoga bar routine. Right. You know, I mean, just stretching. As big as he was, too, that'd be hilarious. I mean, his flexibility was was just unfathomable at times. And that taught me to do that. And I I could say because of seeing that and knowing how much I needed it, that really helped me in my career. You know, it helps me now in life. Speak about this because this is, I, I believe in this absolutely. One of the aspects of training camp that is so good. One of the intangibles is the fact that you see each other off the field and on the field, and there's a lot of information that is disseminated between the veterans and the young people by how they conduct themselves. When you see them after hours, after dark, so to speak, when normally they'd be going home during the season, but now you're in, the, in, in a room, you're, you're hanging out together somewhere, what have you. But those are the intangible things where people can really – um, share that information with each other. Yeah, no, it's a big thing. And a lot of it's by example. It's not going to be yes. past word of mouth Good intentionally. Point. But a lot of it is just because, like, you're around guys. We're in this common environment, right, where there's there, there's nowhere to hide. You're not going back home and doing this at home in your basement. You know, guys are in the weight room as you walk by from yes. your locker. Right. And you can peek in and look and see what a guy's doing. The guy's in the locker next to you getting himself ready because this is there and it's in the room. And so that is, and that's also the other important thing about having training camp offsite because guys are forced to be here. And that's a great thing. It's oral storytelling. It's the physical representations that I see on a daily basis and those habits of guys who've done it and are doing it very well. I can now pick up some of those habits. Exactly. So, all right. It's just about time for us to wrap it up. Max, great job today. Should be a good one. we got a pads day coming up. Pads day, people. Get out here, watch practice. We'll be back with more coming from training camp in the locker room. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas will be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. This is Black and Gold Fan Habit SNR. SNR.